The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Church, it's so good to be together this morning. What a great morning of worship already, just setting our minds, attention, our hearts, affection on the Lord and being together in this place. And welcome back. Last week, we launched a brand new series called Anxious for Nothing. And uh, wow, I mean, what a powerful series as we just are launching into talking about anxiety and worry and fear in this world. And all of us live with this, right? It's in all of our lives. It's in our families, our kids, our grandkids. And everybody's kind of fighting this battle of anxiety and worry and fear. And last week, I feel like we kind of hit a nerve because so many people came up and said, I'm so glad our church is talking about this. I'm so glad we're kind of diving into this. And I've heard different stories this week. Some people said, you know, uh, I stay in the shower sometimes a lot longer because I'm just like, I don't know if I want to get out and face everything that's going on. Maybe you can relate to that. Some people said, you know, sometimes I go in the bathroom and I just kind of close the door and I just kind of hang out there for a little bit because I just need a little bit of downtime, a little bit of me time. And there's all different ways that we kind of face this anxiety and this worry and this fear. And we kind of figure out how do we deal with that? How do we face that in our lives. Now, what's interesting, as we saw last week, is this, is that the world's going to sell us a lie, right? The world's just going to tell us, hey, if you've got more money, you know, or more technology, you know, if you take more vacations, you know, well, that, that's going to kind of, you know, pacify this anxiety, this worry, your fear in your life. But, but it doesn't work, right? It, it just doesn't. And, and many times we dream that, though, and we think, man, if I can win the lottery, then I'll have no more problems or no more issues. But it doesn't work like that at all. In fact, sometimes it's the more money you have and the more things that are happening in your life. And, and we live in the most, you know, wealthy time in existence. We are in the wealthiest nation that's ever existed. We're in the most technologically advanced civilization that there's ever been. And yet study after study will show we are in the most anxious, worried, afraid people that have ever existed. Why? <laughs> Because technology doesn't fix it, right? You can't go, Alexa, take away my stress, right? You know, Alexa, get rid of the worry that I'm facing right now. Alexa, you know, I got anxiety. It doesn't work. Because why? Because there's a God-shaped hole in every one of us. There's a God-shaped hole in every single one of us. And what we long for, what we need in our lives is for Christ here and for us to trust and to follow, that's the peace. That's the purpose. Now, we're talking about this from a holistic standpoint. And, and we had to deal with it physically and emotionally and praise God for godly counselors and, and praise God for medication and praise God we live in a time where we can get help. We don't have to isolate ourselves. But so many people fight this battle alone. And when we come before the Lord and just say, God, you fill me. God, you be enough for me. God, you meet me right here. God, comes and he answers. And that's what we're seeing in this series. And that's what we're going to see today. So if you have a Bible with you this morning, I invite you to open with me to Psalm 23. Oh, it's so good. Psalm 
23. If you don't have a Bible, I'd love for you to grab one. There's some in the back. It's yours. Just keep it. Put your name in it. We're going to put the scripture also on the screen. You can follow along with what God's word has to say uh, right here is Psalm 23. Now, Psalm 23, right? Charles Spurgeon said, uh, this is the most beautiful passages in all the scripture. It has charmed more griefs to rest than all the philosophies of the world. And it's so true. I mean, this is Psalm 23. It's deep and it's rich and it's God speaking to us. David in his old age. David, this guy who had been walking with the Lord, this guy in the Old Testament. And, and I mean, he was a guy who was a man after God's heart. Now, he had a lot of ups with the Lord, but he also had some downs, man. He made some mistakes. He wasn't perfect. But at the end of his life, he looks back and he just goes, guys, here's what I want you to know. For those who come behind me, guys, here's what I want you to know. Here's what I want you to get and oh, that this Psalm 23 could become the song of our hearts and our lives, could become the music in our minds as we live each day. Now, we're challenging one another in this series to memorize Psalm 23. Okay, it's only six verses, so don't let it stress you out, right? <laughs> that defeats the whole purpose of this series, you know? So it's like somebody last week, they go, you know, you told me about it. And I was like, ah, I mess up, you know? I'm like, no, 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 chill out. It's okay. It's only six verses, right? But just that you start to kind of get that in your mindset, you get that in your mind, in your heart. Because we saw last week, David starts off, he says, the Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Here's this guy in his old age. I mean, he is successful. He's made a lot of money. He's fought a lot of battles, won a lot of wars. He's had a lot of sin. He's kind of been at the bottom, but he's been back at the top. But he looks back and in his life, he just goes, I want to start with the Lord. I just want to start with the Lord. The Lord is. He is present. He is active. He is working in my life. He is working in this world. The Lord is my shepherd. He is leading me, and I lack nothing. <laughs> Not because of my money, not because of my success, not because of my notoriety, not because of my name. I lack nothing because the Lord, the Lord is with me. The Lord is for me. The Lord is here. We're going to camp out in verses 2 and 3 today. He says this, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. Don't you love that? He just refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Just check these out for a minute here. Like he, it says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. And I love that, right? Because, because so often, man, we like to run. You know, we, we like to kind of go our different direction and we're just kind of off and running and we're just running full speed ahead and we're wearing ourselves out. And, and many times we kind of look up and go, am I running the right direction? I don't know, but I'm busy, you know, so maybe I'm accomplishing something. I don't know, you know, but there is a difference between activity and accomplishment. And, and sometimes we're running the wrong direction. Sometimes God has to get our attention and he has to make us lie down in green pastures. Now, some of you can relate. You've been there. There was a time you were in a dead-end job and then all of a sudden it went through downsizing and you were like, oh, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? But there was in that time out, man, you drew so close to the Lord and your faith grew deep and rich and God provided for you and took care of you and, and you just know. Some of you, you were in a, a dead-end relationship and by the grace of God, it ended. And you look back and you go, thank you, Lord. If I would've ended up with him or I would've ended up with her, where would I be today? And, and, and you just look at your life and you just go, okay, thank you. If I trust you, God, you've got a bigger plan. You've got a purpose. He makes me lie down in green pastures. 
You know, the Bedouin shepherds, uh, sometimes if they had a wayward sheep that just kept running off and running off, what they would do is they would take and they would break one of its legs. (laughs) Kind of got their attention though, right? You know, but... But then what would they do? They would take that sheep and they would carry it on their shoulders the whole time while that leg was healing. And then their mouth is right there next to the ear of that sheep. And they just learn to hear the voice of the shepherd. And when the leg is healed up, they put the sheep down and that sheep just stays right there with the shepherd. It's right there with the shepherd. He makes me lie down. Look at that green pastures. I love that green pastures where it's nourishing, where it's good, where it's rich where it's edifying. You, you know, if you look in Israel, it's a rocky terrain, it's wilderness, but the shepherds know where the green pastures are. The sheep are like, I don't know, you know, like running this way and that way, but the shepherd knows, hey, come over here to the green pastures. Come over here to the green pastures. And he leads me beside quiet waters. Uh, uh, that's so good. Because you know what? If there's a running stream and it's running fast, the water's running fast, the sheep get up there and they're scared. Right, they're like, if I slip in, boom, I'm swept away. And, but, but the shepherd leads them beside quiet waters. <laughs> Peaceful. Some of you, you love being at the lake. You love being in nature. You just feel so close to the Lord. When you're in nature, you're just like, ah. It's just, just refreshing, right? You're drinking deeply, and he refreshes my soul. My soul. And this is where it all starts. This is where the battle is, right? So many times we're out worried about the, the physical and how do we look on the physical and I stay in good shape and that's important, right? And the things I eat, that's important and stuff. But, but we gotta come back to the soul and us being refreshed, us being nourished in our soul and our spirit. It's only God who can change a heart. Don't forget that. It's God who works in our heart and our soul and our spirit. And he guides me along the right path. Now, some of us have been on the wrong path before, right? Some of us have been like, man, I made that decision. And I was off and I was like, whoa, where am I going? Where's my life going? But, but he guides me on the right path for his name's sake. For his name's sake. So that glory is brought to God. So that people go, wow, look what God's doing in their life. You know, you come up on the sheep and you'll go, hey, wow, those are healthy sheep. They're good looking sheep. They're, and they're in great shape. Wow, they're good sheep. Good job, sheep. No, you go, that's a great shepherd. Right, that shepherd's taking care of them. Sometimes you meet kids, you're like, man, they're the most polite kids. They're amazing. Man, I gotta meet their parents. You know, who are their parents, right? We reflect on the Lord. We reflect as we live our lives on him. They were first called Christians. Christians, little Christ. We were reflecting on the Lord. And, and you just see this and how God's calling us, inviting us into this kind of relationship with him. So the question comes, why am I anxious? <laughs> Why do I worry? The Lord is my shepherd. God is working in my life. Now, as we said last week, a little bit of anxiety, worry, and fear is healthy. It was given to us by God. I mean, there's times we ought to be afraid, right? There's times we go like, hey, don't enter into that situation. Don't go into that part of town. Don't go there. I need to be afraid of what could happen. There is a little bit of healthy fear. There's a little bit of anxiety that kind of gets us motivated, gets us off the couch, you know? Send out resumes, go have interviews, go talk to me. A little bit charges us up, but it's the excessive worry, fear, and anxiety that says, hey, I don't really believe God can handle this. <laughs> so I've got to own it. I've got to take care of it. I've got to, man, it's me, it's me, it's me. No, it's God. Hold on to him. As I was doing research on this, it, 
it was talking a lot about anxiety around decision making, you know? And, and it said that the average adult, the average adult makes 30,000 decisions a day. The average adult in the United States, 30,000 decisions. And you're like, wow. I mean, but then you start to think about it. You go, wow, it's true. Right? I mean, Netflix, you're just going, wow, I got to make a lot of decisions there. I mean, it's not just like, hey, two choices. No, I got like a billion choices here. Like, I figured that out, right? You know, you go to, you know, get in your closet and try to figure out, okay, which shirt do I wear? Does it match? I got the pants. I got to decide that. And I got shoes. Which are I don't know if these are right. I don't know belt. Which one am I going to get? You go to order. I just want a sandwich. I just want a sandwich. And go and get a sandwich. And they go, is it roast beef? Is it turkey? Is it ham? Is it bacon? What do you want on it, right? Do you want mayo? Do you want mustard? Do you want, yeah, you're like, I just want a sandwich. That's all I wanted. I wanted Have you been to the chip aisle lately? Anybody? <laughs> It's crazy, right? I just want some chips. That's all I want. No, 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 no. There's salt and vinegar chips. There's sour cream and onion chips. There's barbecue chips. There's sprinkled chips. There's all kinds of chips. There's organic chips. She's like, I don't know. I don't know. Tried that kind of chips, so I don't know if I like that chip. You're just like overwhelmed, right? And then now they create this like big red machine now. So if you want a Coke, oh no, there's like 900 flavors of Coke, right? <laughs> like I just want a Coke, man. You know? And then there's people who get in the line, and then they're like, I want to try that, right? Cherry vanilla. And you're like, just hurry up. Just make a kill. It's like, come on. You know, it's just flavored water Sprite with no caffeine. I don't know what it is, right? It's just crazy. But it's like that. It's like that. And what all these people are saying now is that's why there's so much anxiety because it's all around these decisions. It's all around these decisions. They're saying there's more anxiety in the United States than in third world countries because we're sitting here looking at all these decisions. What decisions are we going to make? Now, I also read this, that our children have to make about 5,000 decisions a day. And our children are facing this anxiety and this worry. And talking, many of you are in education. I was talking with people in education, uh, principals and, and school teachers and counselors. And they were just saying, you wouldn't believe the anxiety that, that our kids are facing in elementary and middle school and high school. Uh, I will just, this is an aside, okay? And this is just, this is just from me to you, this is extra bonus. This is from a dad of, you know, three daughters. But I was reading and doing a lot of research this week. And I will just say, uh, I would just encourage you, if you're a parent, don't let your kids on social media until they're in high school. If you've already done that, that's okay. Just kind of work that out with them. But, but I was reading these statistics. It was just unbelievable. The, the amount of special, especially middle school girls, middle school girls, it was showing 8 to 12% of anxiety and worry and fear in that age group until 2012. And in 2012, it jumped up 10%. All of a sudden, 18 to 22% of struggling in these areas. And what happened in 2012? Right? Facebook comes out, Instagram comes out. And, and those things can be used for good. They can be used for good. But all of a sudden, now, if you're a middle school girl in your mind, and you've got this fear of missing out, you got the, I'm going to post this, or I don't post this, or this is what somebody else is doing, and, and this anxiety, this worry wells up. There's all these choices. There's all these things that we face. Now, listen, today I want to just tell you this. I don't think God cares today when you go for lunch if you get a turkey sandwich or you get a roast beef sandwich. I really don't. I don't think God cares in the slightest. I don't think he cares if you get barbecue chips or you get sour cream and onion chips. What I do think he cares about is this, is that you're thankful. And you just go, you know what, God? Thank you. There are people in the world who aren't going to eat today. And I've got a bazillion choices. So I want to be thankful in that but there are big decisions that we all face that God does really care about. And every one of us, we face these decisions. Why? Because we, by God's grace, have been put into a place of leadership. 
And you're leading in your family. You're leading at work. You're leading your community. You're leading at church. And so the decisions that you make about jobs, the decisions that you make about with your kids, the decisions that you make, you know, hey, am I going to go back to school? Do I need a master's? Do I not need a master's? Where am I going to go for the next job? Where's my career going to go? We have all these decisions. Should I date this person? Should I not date this person? Should I, you know, what should I do about this? And, and all these decisions, God is intricately involved. But if you were to boil it all down, right, God's going to say, will you trust me? Will you hold on to me? Will you follow me? Do you love me? In the Old Testament, there was a guy named Joshua. You know, we look at the Bible and we kind of look at these guys and we think, oh, they had it all together, all these people. No, 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 they were people like you and me, man. They struggled with the same things you and I struggle with. Last week, we saw this guy, Elijah, who had this great spiritual victory. And then he finds out the queen's mad. And instead of standing up and saying, God's with me, he runs off. And he goes to a cave and he hides by himself, right? There's a guy, Joshua, in the Old Testament. Joshua was with Moses. Joshua was kind of Moses' right-hand guy. I mean, when the children of Israel, you know, they came out of Egypt, God delivered them from Egypt, was taken across the desert. Joshua was there. Joshua saw God do miracles. And then Joshua chapter one opens with this. Moses, my servant, is dead. Joshua, you get the people together and you lead. You lead them across the river. You go into the promised land. And Joshua in his mind's going, whoa, but 40 years earlier, we were at this same point and they wouldn't follow Moses. <laughs> and now it's me. And you can imagine the anxiety and the worry that Joshua's feeling. I mean, leading a million people, like, here we go. The last Sunday was my, my dad's birthday. Uh, and four years ago, he went home to be with the Lord and, you know, I still miss him. It's my dad, you know? And there's times in our lives when we just kind of go, man, what, what, what would my dad do? Or what would Moses do? Or what would somebody else do? But, but God has us here at this time for this reason. And God says, do you trust me? Will you follow me? And God says to Joshua, Joshua, you lead these people and you follow me because you've never been this way before. And I can imagine Joshua just being so stressed and thinking, okay, God, can I do this? And God's going, no, you can't, but I can. And God comes to Joshua in Joshua chapter one, verse nine, and he says this. He says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Maybe today you just need to hear that. God's speaking right now to your heart. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. You hold your head up. You put your eyes on the Lord. You hold on to him. That's what you need to know. Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Hey, if you're taking notes today, here's some things I'd love for you to write down, love for you to write down today. Look at this. Commit your life to follow God. Guys, there has to come a point where you say, you know what? I'm following the Lord. I'm putting a stake in the ground. I'm going forward with him. You know, the world may throw a bunch of things at me that's gonna throw a bunch of choices. It's gonna throw a bunch of options. It's gonna lay it all out there for me. But I've made a commitment. I've made a decision. I'm following God. It's not your family's faith or your country's faith, but your relationship with God. Your personal relationship with the Lord. 
And maybe for some of you today is a day of salvation. You just say, Lord Jesus, come in and be the Lord of my life. I need you. I've been trying to do life on my own and I'm stressed. I, I mean, it's just eating me alive. God, I need you. Come in. Come into my heart. And for others, you just go, I don't know if I can lead. I don't know if I can be the man or the woman that God's called me to be. God, I need you. And today, I'm making that commitment. I'm holding on to you. Hey, you could be a strong Christian and still deal with anxiety, worry, and fear. I got an email this week from a, a person in our church, and, and they were just like, thank you so much for talking about this. For eight years, I've been on medication dealing with anxiety. And Satan would always come to me and say, hey, you're less than. You know, why, why would you do this? And, and yet, I'm just hearing that I could be on medication, that God's provided that medicine, that God is with me, God is for me. And, and I said, yes, you are right. He is. And Joshua struggled with it, right? There's pastors who struggle with it. Elijah struggled with it. It's okay. But it's not okay to stay there. Move forward. Maybe going to a counselor. Maybe getting medication. Maybe just diving into God's word. Getting in a community group. Getting with brothers and sisters in Christ. Getting a men's group, a women's group. When you can say, hey, I want to be real and I want to go forward in the Lord. I don't want to just live here. Are you running from God or are you running to God? It's <laughs> a great question. I mean, really, honestly, in your soul and your spirit, are you running from God or are you running to God? Is he enough for you? Number two, this, allow God to lead you. Allow God to lead you. You know, Sometimes we want a little bit of the Lord and then we're gonna run after the world. We're gonna run after the success and money and things and all like that. But would you just say, God, you lead me. We try to solve our problems before we ever pray about them. People will come and they'll say, hey, I'm dealing with this and I'm, this is going on in my life, this is going on in my family. And I'm like, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm saying, Have you ever prayed about that? Well, no. <laughs> I'm like, we'll start there. I was reading an article in the Wall Street Journal that talked about men and anxiety and talked about how prevalent it is for men. And yet it said men express that anxiety differently. Men usually go to two things. They go to anger or alcohol. That was what the Wall Street Journal said, right? It says they go to anger or alcohol. And so when they're so wired up because of something that happened at work and they come home and then it's just this anger, but it's really that anxiety that's welling up inside of them or they go to alcohol. And if you're struggling today in that area or either of those areas, please get help. We've got a counselor on our staff. We've got people who will walk with you. I want to encourage you. I want to tell you that that alcohol eats your life. It will. And you may think, oh, I got it under control. Nobody, you know, nobody is. No, it will. It will impact you and it will impact your family. It will impact all those around you. We try to solve our problems on our own before we ever pray about them. Loneliness is an epidemic in our culture, but it doesn't have to be. It, guys, it doesn't have to be. Elijah takes off and he runs to a cave by himself and so many people, man, it's just like, I'm gonna fight this battle alone. I'm gonna go in, turn in on myself. It's just gonna be me. No, 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 no. That's why God gave us church. That's why God gave us community. That's why God put people around us. Allow people to help you. Allow people to walk with you. Be real, be real. Hey, be honest with God and with others. How are you really doing? You know, we'll go by people all the time, like, how are you doing? Hey, I'm great, thanks, you know? I, I, how are you doing? Uh, no, 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 no. How are you really doing? 
What's really going on in your soul and your spirit? What's really going on in your heart? Hey, ask your kids that if you're parents. How's school? Oh, it's fine, it's fine. You know, especially middle school boy, they got like one word, right? You know, it's fine. You know, that's all you're gonna get. No, 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 no. How are you really doing? How's it really going there? No, because I care about you and I wanna talk with you about this. I wanna process this with you. Hey, schedule time to be with God. Schedule time to be with God. You know, there's so much noise in this world. You've got to schedule time. I, I mean, I'm telling you, you've got to block out time to say, hey, I want to get into the Word. I want, to, I want to read. Because otherwise, if you don't schedule it, there's so many distractions that come. One of my good buddies, he's like, hey, my, my son this past summer is my son's home from college, and I've watched this kid grow up. And, and, and uh, so we all met out, and him, my buddy, and his son, and he's got a son in high school, and we were all catching up. And then about the same time, we were, we were together, and then our both my buddy and our phones go off. And so we're there, we're going through our text, and they're sitting there. And finally, you know, his freshman in college looks at us, and he goes, you guys are a bunch of screenagers. That's what you guys are, you know? <laughs> I mean, we're sitting at a table, and I'm like, I got called out by a freshman in college, you know? It's like, but he was right. I mean, he was totally right. I mean, I was there, but I wasn't there, right? I wasn't present. I wasn't active. I wasn't engaged. I'm sitting there on my phone the whole time. And the same thing can happen with God. We go, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read my Bible today. I'm going to read my Bible today. Well, let me just check Instagram real quick before I read my Bible. Let me start scrolling through. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. that that's cool. Okay. I got to go to work, right? It's like I'm off and gone. And I never got there. See, I think that's why God established Sabbath. I mean, it's one of the big 10. Don't forget that, right? You know, he says, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And God's like, I've, I've worked six days a week and then there's one day that I rested. And I'm so glad that you're here today. I'm, I'm telling you, I just would love to just pat you on the back, just give you a handshake, just give you a hug and tell you way to go because it makes a difference. It nourishes our soul to come in and to worship. God knows, he created us. He knows we need it. He knows we need to be in the word and hearing we need that. Hey, I don't know what happened there. Just like blew away. But we were on Sabbath, so I'm gonna skip over there real quick. Build margin into your life. Guys, build margin into your life. A lot of times we're so anxious because we don't have any margin. Right? We're late for a meeting, and so we're on the interstate, and we're like, these people are the worst drivers. Get out of my way, right? You're driving, you know, 70 in the fast lane. What are they doing? They're so slow. Get me over. Because we're late. We're late. Right? Or we come home and we're stressed because we don't have any margin. And when we have some margin in our lives, that way we can interact with others. That way we can be healthy in our relationship with others. Nourish your soul. Please don't forget this. You're going to spend a lot of time working out. You're going to spend a lot of time trying to eat right. You're going to spend a lot of time, you know, working mentally to get better at your job and stuff. But don't forget about your soul. Don't forget about your soul. Nourish your soul each and every day. Trust God's plans for your life. Guys, trust God's plans for your life. Worry, fear, and anxiety result when we think we know more than God. <laughs> God, I don't understand why this is happening. God, do you see this? Do you care? God's like, I see this. I care. I got it. Hold on. Trust me. Hold on to me. God's plans are better than your plans. <laughs> Bottom line, right? God's plans are better than your plans. The best that you, plan that you have for your life, God's got better plans. But will you trust him with that? Do you believe that? It doesn't mean that everything will be easy. But God will always be with you. 
Joshua, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you. Joshua, you lead these people. Now, you're still going to have to fight some battles. You're still going to have to walk around Jericho, right? You're still going to have to go, and there's some giants in the land. You're still going to have to fight some battles. But listen, I am with you. Okay, God. I don't want to just stay in the desert any longer. I know you're providing food and water, and, and we can stay there and be fine and be comfortable. But God, you've got so much more. Be strong and courageous. Let's go. Lead. Lead your family. Lead people to work for the glory of God. Learn to see your life from God's perspective. Guys, learn to see your life from God's perspective. And we look at our life from our perspective. In God's perspective, in your life, are they problems or opportunities? <laughs> you know, you stare at a problem long enough and it just gets really massive, right? It's all you can see. It's just right there in your face because you're staring at it all the time. But you start to stare at God, you start to focus on the Lord, and all of a sudden those problems look a little different. Hold on, maybe God's giving me a timeout. Hold on, God made us drawing me to himself. God's doing something bigger. I want to focus on him. God's growing your faith. Never forget that. God is more interested in your character than your comfort. And there's times in your life and there are challenges that you face, and that's when God's growing your faith. In those times, I want to really dive in. I want to be really strong with the Lord because God's doing something bigger in your life than you can see. And I believe that for every one of you here. I believe that with all my heart. I believe your best days of your life are still ahead. I believe God's got plans that are bigger than you can imagine. You know, for me, 17 years ago um, was probably the most anxious time in my life. Uh, I was in a good job. It was going great, doing ministry. I had, you know, making good money. I mean, I was just like, had benefits. I had this thing called insurance, which was awesome. You know, and it was just like, it was, it was, it was great. Everything was good. And then I started hearing God's voice calling and saying, hey, I want you to play at a church. I'm like, yeah, it's okay, God. You know, we're good. You know, we're doing great. We're over here. Things are, things are good. And then the more I started reading and researching, it was just like that still small voice, like still small voice, still like, okay, okay, okay. And I, and I remember somebody asked me this question. They came to me one day. I was talking about this and thinking about playing at church. And, and they came and they said this. They go, well, how are you going to support a family? And I really never thought about that. I was like, hmm, I don't know. I, I really didn't. I mean, over here, I had like, you know, really good, you know, salary and benefits and all these things. And over here, it was just like, uh, I have no clue. I don't, I don't know. So I started praying. I'm like, okay, God, are you sure? Like, God, you know, maybe, maybe somebody else, maybe I kind of got jumped in on the line and it was going to somebody, but maybe, you know, it's like, no, no, this is, this is you, right? This is you. And I'm like, okay. So I'm talking with my wife about it and Lisa and I are praying about it. And Lisa had more faith than I did. She's like, if God's calling us, let's go. And I'm like, are you sure? You know, and, and there finally came this time where I can remember so clearly, I can remember exactly where I was. And God said, that's it. Are you going to trust me or not? Are you going to trust me or not? And I remember just saying, okay, God, I don't want to trust you. And so I resigned. I just I resigned, and I was like, okay, here we go. And they were so gracious, like, we don't want you to leave. We want you to stay. We'll give you three months' salary. You need to stay. You know, like, no, no, no. I'm just. And I remember we had moved from Bellevue to Cool Springs, and 
We found an apartment in Alera Farms over there in Cool Springs and started a Bible study on Thursday nights in the apartment clubhouse. The first night we had 15 people, 15 people. And, and I remember it was so exciting. And on one hand and the other hand, I'm like, okay, this is, this is crazy. You're like, okay, uh, what are we doing? And, and we left that next day and a friend had a little cabin and we went and there was a, a river there. And I remember just walking up and down the banks of the river. And God put this verse on my heart, and, and I just held on to this verse, and it was from Philippians chapter 4. It's right here. God just said, do not be anxious about anything. <laughs> anxious for nothing. And if you go and you study that, do not be anxious about anything, it's a present participle. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have anxiety every now and then. It just means don't live in it. Don't live in it. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, every situation, by prayer petition, with thanksgiving. I tell you that with thanksgiving, don't skip over that, okay? Because when you are grateful, when you have gratitude, and I started just replaying in my mind, God, you've always been faithful before. God, you've always come through. God, you've always taken care of me. God, you've always met every one of my needs. With thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Guys, I must have quoted that 40 times. I'm walking next to this river and I'm just quoting that. Do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about anything. Over and over again. And there came a point when I just said, okay, Lord, that's it. Going forward. I'm going with you. I don't have all the answers. I don't understand it all. I don't know what's gonna happen. But God, I would rather be with you and fail than sit over here and not do anything. Let's go. And there was a peace that came, a peace that passes understanding. It doesn't mean that there wasn't challenges. doesn't mean that it was easy. I mean, it's been, but it has been so incredible to watch God do what only God could do. So today, guys, listen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take these 30,000 decisions that you're making every day, and I want you to boil it down to one. Will you trust God? Every morning when you wake up, will you just say this? God, today I decide to trust you. Today I decide that you are enough for me. Today I decide that I'm gonna follow you. And whatever comes my way, God, I'm gonna see it through the lens of who you are. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. One decision every day. Will he be enough for you? This morning, I want to ask you just to kind of put your hands out like this. Just put your hands out like this. This is how the Quakers would pray, right? And they would just open their hands and they would say, God, you're enough for me. God, fill me with your spirit. God, I want to receive from you right now. And then they would take their hands and turn them over and just turn them over like this. God, empty me of fear, of worry. God, empty me of the things of this world. When I put my focus in the wrong place, God, just empty me. I want to breathe those things out. And then you turn them back over and God, I want to breathe in you. That you are enough. That you are with me. That you love me. So let's pray together. Father God, thank you for your presence this morning. God, in this world of anxiety, worry, and fear, we're not alone. <laughs> oh, God, thank you. 
You are enough. You are enough. God, you promised to never leave me or forsake me. And Father, I pray right now that you would meet us in this moment. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak to every heart in this place. And that we would be honest with you, God. And Father, if there's areas of our lives, God, where we are running off, running away from you, that you would draw us back. And that you would hold us close to your heart. And in your still, small voice, you would just say, I love you. You are mine. You are my child, my son, my daughter. You're never going to be alone. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, is with you. Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, through prayer, petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. So, Father God, meet us right here, right now. Speak to every one of us. God, what are you saying to us today? And let us respond to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray.
God is faithful. I mean, just think back of your life and all that God has done and the way that he's come through time and time and time again. And now you're in this place and you're in this moment. And God won't leave you. God won't forsake you. God's got bigger plans than you could dream or imagine. So you hold on to him. You trust him. Every day you wake up and say, God, I'm yours. And I decide today I'm following you. God, you're enough. Whatever comes, God, I'm with you. I want to invite you to be seated and just want to tell you that after the service, I'm going to be here and there'll be people on our staff, our pastoral care team. If you want to talk with somebody or pray with somebody, guys, that's what we're here. That's what church is. You need help. You're not alone. You're not alone. At this time, I want to invite our ushers to come forward. It's a chance for us to give back, a chance for us to invest in God's kingdom and for God's glory. Wow, what a privilege it is. If you're a first-time guest, all we ask is you would give us your communication card. Just drop it in the basket. If you have a prayer request, hey, just drop it in the basket as well. We're going to pray with you and pray for you. We pray through every prayer request, every prayer request. And we've seen God answer so many prayers. So let me say a short prayer for us right now. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your word. Let it become the music to our soul and our spirit. Thank you for your presence that is here right now. Thank you, Father, for the decisions that you're calling us to make, but the one to follow you, to trust you, to hold on to you. And God, we commit our lives to you today. Thanks for all that we have. Everything comes from you, God. You have always provided for us. And so thanks for an opportunity to give back out of an overflow, God, of what you've given us. We just give back so that we can make a difference in the lives of others for your glory. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray and we give. Amen, amen, amen. Well, church, there's so many great things that God's doing. Just want to encourage you to jump in and get involved. If you want to be in a community group or a men's group or a women's group, the women's gathering's happening on 
Wednesdays, which is awesome, and the mornings and the evenings, great, great things are happening. Great ministry for preschool, children, students, you know, getting your kids involved in places where they can learn, where they can grow as well. Also, just want to encourage you about Change for a Change. So if you came in today and saw the buckets, we're just putting our change in there. If, if maybe you didn't have change, but you got some sitting in the floorboard of your car, run out, grab some, and drop it in. It's amazing as we take a little, we put it together, the difference that we can make uh, for the glory of God as we bless a nonprofit. You'll come back next week and see the, the video and as we go and we give uh, that gift this week. Also, we'll continue our series next week. I want you to be a part of that. And then the 28th and 29th are opportunities for us to serve and opportunities for us to go and to pray over the new space uh, and where our fourth and fifth grade, middle school, high school space will be and also adult space. It's gonna be great. If you're a high school student right over here, Darren standing over here. So if you're a high school student or if you're a family and just kind of checking things out, come over here and talk to Darren. They've got donuts over here as well. So now everybody's in high school, right? Yeah, yeah, the high school, yeah. So, you know, I think they're assorted too. So, uh, but you know, lots of lots of great ways to jump in and get involved. And also, I just want to mention you on our website we have a care page. And so, if you're walking through kind of this anxiety, this worry, this fear, we do have a counselor on our staff who's amazing. And uh, there's also a care page that talks about other uh, counseling ministries in our own community and ways to get help in these areas. Let's focus on Christ, right? Let's focus on him each and every day and watch God do great things in our lives. Let's stand together. Let me pray a blessing over us and then let's go and live it out. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you for your presence. Thank you for church, for community. Thank you that we are not alone. Send us out as people madly in love with you, Father, to serve and to lead where you've placed us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Thanks for being here. Have a great day. God bless.